0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Simply put, love is what happens after the fall. And by fall, I mean falling into love. The natural high we get from colliding with someone, the stripping of layers, discovering a different connection, new beliefs and bodies, the dance, the banter, the highs we hit from this process is not love. That is infatuation. That's a crush, a stirring, dopamine. It is real, but that is not love. It's only the first domino. Love is the falling of many dominoes. So this is something that I've learned over uh, I'm 49 now. How many relationships have I had? One, two, three, four. I've had five or six long-term relationships, um, which you know, stretched over uh, if they were all roughly three years, some even five to 10. That's pretty much most of my life. So I have been single uh, for stretches, you know. I think the longest was like four years. Um, But I've mostly been in relationships. And and also, this doesn't count uh, all the people that I've coached and done therapy with. And this is my conclusion, that love isn't, um, it's not the dopamine. It's not the... um, the uh, what they what they say, say is that the honeymoon stage. Love is actually uh, noticing the dirty socks on the floor. Love is what happens after you fall, you know, and what to do about that. And I think this is what makes love so hard. I mean, think about it. When you are in a relationship, think about what's happening. Think about what you're bringing to the table, and why it's so hard. In the beginning, it's not hard because in the in the beginning. Um, the The chemicals in your brain and how you feel and the validation and the hot sex and all of that uh can fog up the windows very fast meaning uh it's hard to see anything else right and you're going to minimize any kind of i don't know things that annoy you perhaps um because the you're you're on cloud nine and the feeling's good also in the beginning there's also this picture that you are painting right like if this goes good then i could see a future with this person and possibly children and i see the house and i love how ambitious she is and so it's not just about what feels good but it's also about what could be and those are uh very different things than what is so then once the relationship happens whether you guys are moving in or uh you know just being uh uh Whatever that looks like for you, once the relationship is kind of official in that you're seeing the 360 of the person, not just a cardboard cutout, then it gets hard. And this is why it gets hard. You have yourself. And with you, you have the way that you see the world. You have who you are, meaning um, everything that has happened in your life to get you to come up with these definitions, um, to get you to look through these lenses. To get you to love in this way, and no one's perfect, and we all have you know trauma and insecurities and unhealthy patterns, right? So you're bringing all that to the table. Also, your partner's story, your partner's shortcomings, and fast to anger or you know whatever it is that uh, he or she um, struggles with is working on. Maybe it's her addiction, right? So, like, you're bringing you and all your quote-unquote stuff to the table, and your partner's bringing all their stuff to the table, and this includes their story. So, with that, I mean, because that's already, like, murky waters, it's deep, there's lots of layers— With that, you guys are now also trying to learn how to dance, you know, and especially if you're moving in together and you're living together, shit's going to bother you, you know. And it's not like when you were seeing this person once a week and people are on their best behaviors, this person's in the next room all the time. And so it's learning how to dance with that person. It's compromising some things, right? I'm not saying compromise self, but compromising Whether it's uh, trying to speak a different love language or um, what kind of food you like to eat or what you like to watch. You know, a lot of it's compromising. And because we're human and because of the shit that we bring to the table, there's going to be contrast. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be resistance. And the reason why it's so hard is you taking responsibility to own your own shit, is, and when I say you, I'm talking about both people, it's the only way to get this plane in the air for it to be stable. If not, what you get is a repetition of defaulting to unhealthy patterns. So what happens is you have your patterns, your partner has his or her patterns, and if you are both not giving yourselves a brand new love experience, you're tracing the old, right? You're you're um, going back to what you're used to. You're reacting in the way that you, you're used to, and so what happens is both of you guys are creating um, an old love, and the old love didn't work. So ultimately, the plan is going to go down. The only way to keep it up is to take ownership and create something new. And this is why love is. So hard. And this is why I say that love starts after the fall, you know, Um, because this is where you have to roll your sleeves up and actually do some kind of work. And by work, I mean um, a lot of internal work, looking inward, exploring your patterns, why you do what you do, following the thread down to um, where it stems from, you know, sitting with your feelings expressing your feelings for many that's really hard to do not running away but running toward that may be hard to do um and also redefining love because if you're not redefining love because as we change our definitions should change then you're also going to default to an old definition of love and that old definition of love can can uh break the the, the wing of the plane because that old definition of love can be, you know, passed down from your parents, uh, who may probably weren't uh, weren't happy, (laughs) or uh, media, advertising, movies, I don't know, Uh, but also that old definition of love can come from you, meaning an older version of you, so we have to be aware of all of that and then decide that you want to give yourself a new love experience. And this can't be one person wanting this. This has to be two people wanting this. And if both people want this, great, right? The plane is on the runway, about to take take off. Um, What does it look like to create a new definition? Well, it starts with loving without your past. So now, leaning into what is, not what could be. Not putting weight on the promise, but being present. It means being aware of uh, the residue that you bring to the table from old relationships and working through those, and both people deciding to create something new. New, that is their own truth, and honest to them today. So like when I think about love, you know, my 20s, it's very different than what I believe love looks like today as a 49-year-old man with a a child, you know, I, I put weight on different things. And also... My, uh, my, I say this all the time, my love buds have, have changed. Um, I'm still like very sexual, and I get dopamine from skin hunger and, and that kind of intimacy, and you, know, I, I still speak my same love language and all that. Um, but what I want is different, meaning I want a, more of a spiritual connection. I want to make out, (laughs) I don't just want to, I don't want to just, uh, uh, rip your clothes off and, and, um, and fuck. I want to, I mean, there could be some of that, but I want to, um, I want to, I want to make love. I want to make love. I want to hold you. I want to be held. I want to kiss deeply. I want to feel like I did in high school, right? Uh, I want to have in, intimate conversations. Like, there's a lot of things that I want now that are important that I didn't in my twenties. I could care less. It's like we don't even have to talk, right? Um, and of course, some of this is hormonal. But those are very two different definitions and, and blueprints, and the, and the, the different things that I want now. So, what you want, you have to express. What your partner wants, um, they have to express. And then both of you guys have to, I mean, they don't have to line up. There has to be some kind of overlap. Both of you guys have to want a new experience. And I think when it comes to a new experience, there has to be some slack in that um, love is a living, breathing thing. And what we are creating, uh, in a way we can't define, you know, we know what we want, we know what matters to us, uh, we know what we're not willing to negotiate on. But then there has to be some room for magic. There has to be some, because if it's new, you haven't experienced this before, right? You haven't been with this person. I mean, unless you're going through a round two or round three, um, you haven't been with this person. So everything's new. So what you're creating is new. And when something is new, how are you supposed to know what exactly that looks like? You don't. And so part of it is trusting the unfolding. And again, this is hard, right? Because we want to color by numbers and we want to guarantee and we want to know that if we invest this, we get that. And love isn't like that, and that's hard, right? That there's no guarantees. And that what may unfold is something completely uh, different. But here's what I trust, and, and, and when it comes to love, here, here's the way I see it. If you're showing up in your most honest, authentic, uh, solid self, right? Uh, authentic to who you are today, not who you were or who you want to be. But your truth today. And if your partner is also meeting you there with their truth, and you guys start there, like water meets water at its own level, then you guys have a chance because you're building on truth, and truth is foundational. And from there, if you are both communicating and expressing what you need, how you want to be touched, what's important to you, yes, there could be huge differences and gaps, and that's the work, is to create bridges. It's not to just completely negotiate everything that you want and, you know, um, give yourself to your partner or, or do things that you don't want to do because that's only going to build resentment. It's to dance. It's to hit the ball back and forth, right? And through this process, and a lot of this requires looking inward and working through your own shit, but through this process, the plane gets in the air and... Love becomes this living, breathing thing that then becomes greater than both of you. And the beauty of this, I I believe, is that once this is strong, meaning over time, consistency, um, you can trust it. Then I think the love, the container that both of you have built, assuming it's strong and healthy, will grow its parts. Right, So you being in this relationship is medicine. It's good for you. It's going to stretch you, but it's also going to make you feel safe. Um, it's going to make you thrive. It's going to make you bloom. I mean, It goes back to my whole container theory in that if your life space, in this case your relationship, is healthy and safe, uh, it's only going to promote your growth. It's not going to stunt it. So then being in this space is good for you. It's going to promote you, you know, as well as your partner. And I think that's the ultimate goal is to create a space that is so safe and healthy. And and it fluctuates. I'm not saying that every day it's like that. But overall, right, cumulatively, um, that it actually is an engine for growth for the uh, say you and your your partner are, are the pistons, right? Um, it's the and it's the it's the container that's going to promote the growth, uh, uh, promote you guys t- uh, to keep moving forward and growing and evolving. And I think that's what we're all striving for, right? And it doesn't even have to be intimate relationships, also with friendships and with family relationships that are so strong that the relationship itself is the container. That's going to, it's like a greenhouse, right? It's a container that's going to create growth for both of you. Anyway, uh, this is my long winded way of saying that love is about the fall. That uh, love is not the high we get. Of course, that's important. And we want those highs, They're, they matter. But love is about. What happens after the fall? What happens when shit comes up? What happens when there is contrast and issues? What happens when the relationship puts a black light on both of you and you're able to see things that you didn't, right? Love is taking ownership for things, working through things, trying to understand before trying to be understood, Love then is all the higher frequencies. Love is hope, love is creativity, love is optimism. Love is self-care and self-love. Love is joy. Love is all the higher frequencies. And to live in a higher frequency is difficult. Usually people default to the lower frequencies jealousy, control, possession, pessimism, right? Guilt, shame, all of that. So that's why love is hard. And here's the thing, uh, and I don't want to end with love is hard. Uh, Love is also worth it. Love is also worth the fight. uh, Because I don't know if there's anything else in this world, any kind of force or energy other than love that can be as powerful in that, it can change your life, and it can create the secondary change, change that's not reversible. It can evolve you. It can grow you. But it is difficult. Um, but what a value in this world comes easy. Thank you for listening, and I hope um, you think about love today and what it means, what it looks like, and your definition of love today, uh, and what new love experience you want to give yourself. Be well.